welcome to the Soulbound podcast, where you can tag along as we journey to Korea and immerse ourselves into the K-culture. No plane required. We are Ophili and Kevin, two friends and Korea enthusiasts. On the agenda today, we'll tell you a personal story and share one thing about Korea that we liked. How's your jet lag, Ophili? Did you recover? I think I recovered from a seven-hour time difference. Uh, it's getting good. The, the nights are still very hot, which is not so great for sleeping properly. It's okay. What about you, Kevin? How is your life going? Our nights uh, are very hot as well. Even without jet lag, this is quite difficult to sleep well at nights. But currently, not that much is going on. The podcast has been taking up quite a good chunk of my life. It's been a lot of fun writing, getting into the socials. Yeah, I think it's been a great way to keep in touch with you more than uh, than we may uh, may have otherwise. And I think it's been uh, really cool to also, you know, go and bug our friends for stories. Yeah, that's our recommendation. Do a podcast <laughs> to be social, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, what it would be really cool though, is that we are both, like, I mean, for me, I guess I'm learning to it did sound again because I used to do a bit of video journalism at some point. So it's more of a dusting off my, <laughs> what I knew how to do at the time, but what it is about you, because for you, it's like a whole discovery. You've never done that before. I'm learning from zero to a hundred, everything. Yes. This for sure has been one of the reasons why I was excited to do this apart from, you know, keeping in touch with you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be brilliant. That's, that, that's why. <laughs> The editing process and the cutting process has been quite interesting and also a lengthy process that um, I have enjoyed. I'm surprisingly, this has been, been great fun. So thank you for getting me into this, Ophelia. Well, I'm happy to have a partner for this. So <laughs> thank you as well. This week, we're treated uh, by a story from uh, Ophelia. I was talking with a friend about a story and actually he, he reminded me of, of that day. <laughs> so here we go. So many, many, many years ago, seven, <laughs> I turned 22 years old. That day was very special to me. It was the first time I was spending a birthday away from home, from my friends, from my family, my ex-boyfriend. It was really in 2016 when we met, the first time I got to Korea, my first year away from home. This has been seven years? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Don't get me started. That's, that's mad. We were young then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are not anymore it's fine whatever let's go back to the past to you know relive the fantasy of us being young that day started with uh, two danish friends gifting me a baguette from paris baguettes oh, of course they thought they were hilarious of course and well i guess they were to be fair it was quite funny going on with this story keep in mind that i'm french and it might be slightly biased throughout the whole thing <laughs> i have never met a french person that was slightly biased <laughs> oh dear my country has such a reputation it's terrible <laughs> but it's it's fair i you know anyway so paris baguettes has nothing to do with paris let me make this clear <laughs> and their baguettes just have the appearance of french bread they, they don't really taste like it it's an entirely korean franchise company which got very big around 2004 and in 2016 they were really still really big so i tried eating it but it was like eating rubber with the vague taste of mushy bread it wasn't the best thing i can i can tell you i think in the end i made like french toast with it uh, on the next day or some days later it was sort of 
edible with lots of sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, it's just terrible. They don't only have the baguette, right? That tries to remind you of Paris or France. It's they try to build this whole ambience, but then their menu is not what, uh, yeah, what you would find. One of the things that I have never understood, but this is not only Paris Baguette, there's many other bakeries as well in Korea. They put this sweet cheese in savory. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no, why would you put sweet cheese, like cream cheese, but sweet in savory pastries? I mean, hey, why, why are you asking your French person for this? <laughs> Obviously, it's, you know, a crime on earth and I don't even know what the hell they're doing and how people are eating this. It's horrible. It's just, I mean, I already find that oh, I might get like a lot of, you know, killed by some people out there, but I already find that maple syrup on bacon, it's sort of pushing it. So imagine putting like sweet cream cheese inside of anything. Even their garlic bread is drenched in, in sweetness and honey. Right. And there's just everything is a bit with a side of sweet. I remember the garlic bread covered in like this sugary glaze. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> Why? It's a trauma. <laughs> But everyone, everyone gets traumatized. It's not just us. It's not just the French people. <laughs> it's not just the Swiss people. It's really everyone is traumatized by this garlic bread. Garlic bread should not have sugar. I wonder how Italians feel about it. I gotta say, I completely disagree with your statement regarding maple syrup and bacon. Your statement, not okay. This is a match made in heaven. I knew I was going to get possibly killed for this one. <laughs> You're probably not the only one, to be fair. I don't want to discuss this further. <laughs> There's no room for discussion. All right. I'm sorry. Fair. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'll just continue my story. I wanted to say something nice about you, but now I'm like, <laughs> you know, thinking of retracting it. <laughs> Can I? No, I, maybe add one thing. A positive perspective on Paris Baguette still, because it's not all bad. I think where they excel at is the presentation. I quite clearly remember on Halloween, for example, or Valentine's Day, their pastries, they just look absolutely stunning. Like the designs mm. they do and how they do it, the way they decorate it, it's amazing. This is the best variety of like art in an industrial bakery I've ever seen. So this they do very well. Credit where credit is due. Their presentation is awesome. Yeah, but I feel like that's true of anywhere in Korea. Like presentation is always the best. They're so good at packaging anything. If you go in any bakery shop, they have those cakes and they look amazing. And then you try them and they're basically just cream on top of cream on top of cream. They don't really have much taste, but they always look like piece of art. They're, they're so pretty. They also do a lot of ice cakes. All the ice cakes look always amazing. They've got like little ice sculptures on top. Like they, they, they look like a character face or, and they, they're really cheap for what they look like. Like if you were buying this anywhere else, it would be so expensive. So I guess Paris Baguette does it well as well. That's how they, they rose to, to fame, partly that in the sweet cream cheese. <laughs> Koreans like it. They do. Uh, we're, we're just, it's just with our, you know, foreign palette that we come around and we're here all judgy, but, but they do love it. So fair enough. Fair enough. And to come back to the story, because we, as usual, went a bit away from it. 
<laughs> well, I got another gift, not just the baguettes, which I sadly had to eat. <laughs> there was um, another gift, which was actually yours that I absolutely loved. Because one thing to know about you is that even though sometimes you're making fun of me, <laughs> you're really, really good at gifts. You like shopping so much that you just buy stuff you would want to, I guess, buy for yourself. And instead you gift it to people and it's absolutely great. Do you do you remember what you got me actually? I have a very bad memory. Was it was it the keychain? Yes. Do you remember which character it was? Probably not. It's like a little Rilakkuma. You oh. know like this little Japanese character. It's like a, this little bear. Yes. It's really cute. And it was also a transportation Timani card. Oh. I love this concept. It was amazing. It was perfect. It's like cheap, practical, and cute. It's like the best gift you can make to someone that you just met. I think I kept it for, for years. And then one day it broke and I was so sad. I, I just, I, I really loved it because every day I had a piece of Korea with me on my keys. And even if I wasn't in Seoul anymore, I could still bring it around with me. And it was also a bit like a, a magical object. Like I was the only one who knew what it was actually for. And as soon as I was outside of Korea, it was just like this dead object. Like, you know, I was outside of magical land and then back to Korea and suddenly it just came alive again. And it was this magical transportation card that I could use everywhere. It's been really cool. I actually bought another one later, uh, another keychain, but I couldn't find real Akuma anymore. So I, I, I got another character. But that was really cool. Thanks. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Yeah, I I never got myself a keychain as a T-Money card. I certainly bought way more T-Money cards than I would ever need. But every time they would have a new One Piece design or other really cool design, <laughs> it was really hard to say no. It was also a good opportunity every time someone visited me. I could give them one of my T-Money cards, gift them the cards so you know they had a souvenir. And at the end, I ended with only one T-Money card. So this is something we will talk about again, for sure. But merchandise and the way <laughs> they, they integrate merchandise yeah. into practical things is genius. It's genius. Merchandise yeah. itself is usually just dead weight, right? It just, you just put it somewhere and don't really know what to do with it. But if they just integrate it in your everyday, it's so easy. Just a little bit of sunshine, right? That you can carry around. And for me, this has always been a fascinating perspective that I got from Korea, as well as from Japan, of course. Mm. It's important to underline that, yes, it's completely true what you're saying, but also you are massively into merchandise. <laughs> so also probably slightly biased there. <laughs> but I, I think I agree very much. In general, Korea is just amazing at making anything practical, cute. Also, again, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> so let's go back to the very important <laughs> event that was my birthday. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So my birthday is at the end of September, which means that there was a concert at the university that we were attending. And because in all of Korea, the universities organize concerts at this time of year. The biggest acts in the country actually show up for free. It's really crazy. The, the best universities, of course, have, have the best acts. Our university was like halfway, like it, it was a good university, but it wasn't like the top. I think our university for business was in the top five. Ah. Not all faculties. Yeah. For sure. Mm. I guess I wasn't doing business, so I didn't know that. And by the way, our university was Songyun Kwan University. Important to, <laughs> to highlight because else no one has any idea what we're talking about. 
So the biggest acts that show up are usually K-pop groups because, of course, the biggest acts in the country are K-pop groups. They dance, they rap, they sing. And what's really cool to see is that the crowd really dances, sings, and raps back. I have to say that a Korean audience is always super impressive. Even in the cinema, people laugh out loud all together. They cry. They express a lot of what they feel loudly. And that's something I wasn't expecting from a society that's so close to what they feel and, and try to keep it all the time. But actually at concerts in the cinema or in specific places like this, where there's a cultural event, people are actually super expensive on their feeling, which was really cool. But none of us were K-pop fans, so it was nice, <laughs> but we didn't care that much. So we found it interesting as an experience, but mostly we just wanted to escape the crowd because the sound system sucked and we were all starting to think that we were going to be deaf by the end of the festival. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember that, but that was really bad. Yes. Oh, I had the ringing in my ears for a couple of days. I still have it, you know. Really? Actually, my ears are scarred forever because of it. Like, I have a slight tinnitus from that terrible sono. <laughs> it's not super great. <laughs> Why was it so loud? I don't have an answer for you. I just, <laughs> I think it's just, you know, they did what they could in an open space, but yeah, it was really bad. To escape, we went to the top of the law building. So Nyungkwan University is this big campus. In general, all of campus in Korea are really big, but they've got many different buildings and usually you call them by what they teach there. For example, Kevin was just in the business building and I was in actually a building that had a different name where they taught humanities, so it doesn't serve my point very well. But <laughs> we went to the law building that no one was studying at <laughs> because some other buildings have a rooftop, but that one is the best one. First, it's sort of a secret spot. Not so many people know that it's actually there, which is really cool. So we went on top of the law building. We talked for a while with the music and the shouts in the background, starry night view of Seoul in front of us. It was pretty magical. Might have had a beer or two. At this point, we might have been having surgery even. <laughs> if you remember last week, <laughs> it's a stronger alcohol and it comes in green bottles. Which then I knew. It was all very nice until we started feeling hungry. I don't remember who it was, but someone said, I want fried chicken. Suddenly I was like, wait, could we order some? Delivery is really, really cool and practical. If you know you have the language knowledge required to order. That's the only issue. Just gonna say, <laughs> if you can read or speak Korean, then it's very easy. <laughs> Lucky for us, there was a group of Koreans next to us and we asked them for help. They were a little bit drunk, so speaking English wasn't as scary to them anymore. And they helped us order three boxes of fried chicken, told the people at, on the phone that we would pay cash, and then they hung up. You know, I was like, okay, cool. And then I asked them like, so how will we know when they get here? Should I go down to meet them? And they looked at me with, I don't know, like an indulgent smile. You know, I felt like they were going to pat me on the head and pinch my cheeks like, oh, she's so cute, you know? And even she was like, it's coming here. <laughs> we were like, here, here? On the rooftop? We had been in Korea for what, three weeks? Can you imagine getting your fried chicken delivered at midnight on the rooftop? of a specific building in your university during a festival where one of the biggest stars in the country is performing live in front of a crazy student crowd. <laughs> that was so awesome. There's just no words for how awesome it is. I remember this experience very vividly. Uh, it was, it was mind blowing just to see this guy 
show up and have this delicious mouth-watering fried chicken as if this was the most normal thing on earth just you know just hand it over to us and we were flabbergasted for sure <laughs> yes flabbergasted is the word <laughs> for sure it was the whole situation i think it was all so surreal i remember it as uh, one of the coolest moments in the first six months of my stay in korea and i think it's important not to forget we had been there for maybe three weeks a month it's like any first, right? It's just so much stronger because it's the first time, it's the first experience that you have. I think mostly it's the time. It's very hard to get delivered food very late in Europe, <laughs> especially that fast. I mean, the guy was 15 minutes. It was really, really, really fast. <laughs> so, and, and cheap also for what it was. And there was no added cost to the delivery. So it's it's just very, I don't know, it was... It was super cool. And it was delicious. It was so good. Good old times. Yeah. Actually, talking about the good old days, the recommendation of this week, I would like to propose one, if I may. Well, I mean, with a transition like that, you deserve it. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Amazing. <laughs> have you had time to watch the movie, Past Lives? Hopefully. I have not watched it. I've just seen the trailer, I think. It's an amazing movie, really. I am usually not watching art house or indie movies, if I may call that. But yeah, when I saw the trailer a couple of weeks back, I was really quite intrigued by this mashup of Korean and American culture, where two childhood friends meet each other again after being separated for most of their lives. They are kind of trying to look for a new connection, but they live apart so far. So she lives in the US or Canada at times. And he's in Korea. It is just so well shown, produced, and you, you can just see how they have grown apart and how their environment has impacted them, although they started at the very same place in Seoul. It's just crazy how these cultures clash when they reconnect and how they have become so different but still keep so many similarities that they had uh, from the beginning. It was an extremely authentic movie, very emotional. Again, I'm not an expert at all in art house movies, but it was just so different from Hollywood movies. In Hollywood movies, you have certain expectations as to what will happen and what should happen. But in this movie, it was just so real. And this made it just great. It was deep. They had real discussions. They had real problems and not always solutions. So it was quite a refreshing take on people reconnecting in the modern day, people that come from same cultures, but somehow have become someone different than they used to be. It was an amazing movie, really. I enjoyed it very much. So you haven't seen it or haven't watched it. So I can really recommend for you to, to give it a go. I mean, it was definitely on my list. Any movie from, so the production studio is called A24. Any of the movies they've done so far are really, really cool. Like, for example, they're behind Everything Everywhere All At Once, which won the Oscar last year, this year, I can't remember. But I think I just remember watching that movie and I didn't watch it in the cinema and I regretted it so much. We just started watching it and halfway through we were like, is this the best movie we're going to see in the last 10 years? Are we watching this on this little computer? Why? <laughs> Why are we 
why are we doing this to ourselves? It was so good. And in general, all the movies they do are really good. So I'm super excited for watching this one as well. And since you liked it and we tend to like similar stuff, I I am very like I expect it to be really good. I think it's gonna be a fun, fun watch. I don't think fun is the best way to describe this movie. Okay. But it is an emotional roller coaster for sure. So with this, we're already reaching the end of our third journey. Thank you for listening to us. That's the end of today's episode. Reach out to us on Instagram at soulbound underline podcast or old school via email at soulboundpodcast at gmail.com. We're always on the lookout for stories about Korea to feature in our next episode and we'd love to hear yours. So don't be shy. You listen to Soulbound. We hope you had fun and had a nice journey. See you next episode. Bye. Bye bye.